Hello everyone and welcome to another week of uh, Steroids Are Good. Um, I think this is the first time we've done a weekly episode in a while. You know, we've been taking a little bit of a break in between, but you know, we're trying to get back onto a regular schedule, so we're back here for you guys again. Uh, how's it going, Dex? How you been the last week? Oh yeah, it has been going good, you know, and you guys, not only is this a uh, weekly episode, we're a little bit earlier in the day, so we, I have way more energy, it's, <laughs> it's not too much war down, I've been really good, you know, the off season's been crazy, um, football's been crazy, just sports in, in its whole totality has actually been crazy, if you look at it on a grander scheme, uh, or grander scale, so yeah, and just ready to talk about it, you know, saying hi to all our viewers out there, uh, Eddie, Trevor, and you know, if I miss any of your other names, I'm sorry, it's just that these are people that kind of like message more than you guys um <clears throat> but yeah um how how's your week been going it's been going good man you know just trying to you know get my work done and all that stuff uh, i don't know man just pretty much that's it you know just kind of stuck at home so um got a new tv which was nice you know i i don't know if i told you about nice. it i was having some sort of issue with walmart getting it returned and all that stuff but yeah you know finally got a new tv and it's you know finally like enjoying watching stuff on it again because uh we just we literally just had like a 24 inch tv we had i had in my room for like the whole house pretty much so now at least we have like a tv for like everyone now which is nice so yeah that's about it as far as personal stuff goes i guess so you know we can start talking about the news because there's actually been some this week it's not like last week which was a little slower so i guess we can kind of start off with like uh the world of boxing with the announcement of uh an exhibition match between uh, Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Dex, but I think an exhibition match means that um, that it's not going to count on uh, anyone's official record or anyone under anything like that, right? It's just like a match for fun or something, pretty much. Yeah, it's exhibition. It doesn't count against uh, one's actual record. Um, it's kind of like you just put on the show for just the fans. You don't, you know, Mayweather is a, is retired. He's not coming out of retirement for a professional fight. It's exhibition. You do it for like, you know, there's uh, fighters that do that a lot. Mayweather uh, literally fought, uh, I think, about six it was in within the last year he went over to china did like exhibition with like a jiu-jitsu specialist just boxing like yeah this is for games kind of like what you've seen with roy jones and mike tyson or like uh paul logan or jake logan with uh nate robinson it's not they're not professional uh, i think jake uh jake Logan, whatever jake paul there we go jake paul is uh 2-0 and but that went against um Nate Robinson didn't count as a professional fight, just like when his brother got beat by KSI. That wasn't an actual uh, sanctioned fight. So uh, it was a sanctioned fight, but it wasn't like professional. So yeah, um, just exhibition. It won't count against the records, but um, yes, I, I want to watch it because, you know, people just think they could just hop into the ring because they think they could they think they got hands so it'll it'll be nice to see mayweather you know to show the differences you know a professional fighter in his like elder years could beat like a a younger guy you know just up and coming and think he'll be able to out like bottom it's it's, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a show i'm gonna tell you that right now yeah man i kind of have a conspiracy theory about it to be honest right like i was kind of <laughs> telling you about this before but i think that the entire yeah. point of this match is to have floyd take the l like on purpose pretty much i think that they're trying to set up um logan paul as like the next like face of boxing i think in this weird way because he's already someone who's like pre-famous as like i think he was doing stuff on disney channel and he i know for sure that he does stuff on youtube and stuff like that and and mm-hmm. used to do stuff on Vine and all that so you know this is someone who's coming in with like a brand name and brand recognition and all that stuff that you know the boxing promoters and stuff like that they don't have to build that up he already has that so I think they would be invested in someone like him having that success so you know um, you know, Floyd has someone who's made like a ton of money I think per event he probably makes more money than any other athlete like per like individual event or something right I don't think any athlete makes as much like yes. money per individual event as he does so you know it's got to be worth it he no, he's made a lot of money and it's got to be worth it for him so i think that he's a not only going to make money on this but it also lets him kind of like i don't know like usher in the new generation by taking that l without it going on his official record right i think that's the most important part of this where i think i'm pretty sure floyd is undefeated right like in terms of his, he's undefeated yeah yeah so you know this lets him continue to stay undefeated officially but means that in an exhibition match he was able to be beaten by uh, another boxer like logan paul which even someone like manny pacquiao wasn't able to do 
too, right? So I think that that is going to be something. That's kind of my conspiracy theory on this is that that's why this is happening because, you know, it's a long shot. It's like a really long shot to go from Nate Robinson, who's not an amateur boxer, to go to like Floyd Mayweather, right? And I think for all the parties to agree with that, there's something else that's going on here. So that's my conspiracy theory about it, I guess, pretty much. <laughs> no, no, Jake, Jake, the younger brother, went against um, uh, Nate Robinson. Uh, uh, Logan is the older. Oh, That's who's so, going against Mayweather now. So they're both going into so, boxing. <laughs> yeah. yeah and so, um, oh, that's the only why I know. I don't know him from YouTube or the Disney Channel. I just know that they were uh, like YouTubers that went into boxing. I really don't know them other than just I know KSI because of you know I just know those guys because of rap. You know they try to rap. So um, that's pretty much what it is. But yeah, I don't think Floyd's going. To, I know he's not going to take a loss. He's he doesn't take the fight seriously on his exhibitions, but he wants you to know that he's playing around with them. Like he's not doing it to be like, you know, knockout because this isn't really you know. It's for him. It's under his you know. It's beneath him. You know, these fighters are like they're not in his class even at his age but um he's not gonna take a loss i know he'll probably just win especially if he starts talking crazy especially if that boy starts talking crazy and then um i think his brother is gonna want to fight floyd also after floyd beats logan i think jake is gonna want to fight him um and so i i think it'd be it'd just be entertaining honestly because right now we really don't have really good bots i mean there's a couple of good boxers but i haven't really seen like someone that stands out i know you're not into boxing like that but you know i don't really see anybody that stands out like that that big name i, I know canelo Alvarez is a good dude and i know he likes to you know he's a good fighter but he really hasn't had really opposition. I think Andre Ward uh, retired. There's a couple guys, and then there's like welterweights and like featherweights that are doing their thing, but it's not the same. You don't get the same. It's not that that bots office match. So now our bots office matches are coming off a trailer and stuff now because people want to see people get beat up that they know that they're familiar with, and so. Um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be okay. I think I told you, I was like I'm getting that. I think I messaged you. I was like yeah, I'm about to watch this. Yeah, yeah, man. I kind of have like you know I, this kind of reminds me of like the '80s when like WWE would bring bring on like Trump to do like some some matches and yes. stuff like that. This kind of reminds me of that. Mr. T and them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You mm -hmm. know, like uh, Trump gets to like you know in this case I guess uh, the Pauls get to uh, expand their brand or whatever and then you know exactly. boxing also gets to get get famous off of them and stuff like that too and get attention based because they're like already famous too so that's pretty much what i think it is there but who knows yeah yeah i you know you could be right too but it you know it's just kind of my personal conspiracy theory i guess so you know <laughs> uh, i guess you know for now since that is a while off that's pretty much i think all we have to say about that or do you have anything else to ask? yes Nope, nope. That was it. The closer it gets, the more we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I need more. Sure. I, I need. I need like a couple media's uh, media days. You know, when they talk to the audience and talk their smack. We need more of a build up before we could talk about. It. So yeah, we could definitely move on. All right, sounds good. So, um, you know, we also wanted to go over some of the NFL action that happened over this weekend too. So, did any games or any events or anything like that that happened in the league stand out to you this week, Dex? Or? Pittsburgh losing to Washington. What? the fuck <laughs> i was like whoa what happened here you know i i mean i seen it you know i know that they were over you know they seen washington <clears throat> they were not like they didn't gear up to play them they thought they were going to be a cakewalk and you know those are the sleeper teams that will surprise really good teams because they're 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 looking ahead you know they have uh pittsburgh has a really tough like uh last couple of weeks and so um they just looked over washington like they were nothing but like i said of any no matter how bad the team is they're still professional you know players and so they overlooked them and they got caught and they got beat outright and so that stood out the most to me this week um i really don't like baltimore no more <clears throat> I like Lamar Jackson. I don't like his year that he's having. I feel like he's fell off a lot. Um, it, Baltimore that is just team just has a weird energy around them, man. I mean, they do, the, right? Dez found out that he had a coronavirus like after he started practicing or something like that. Like they called him in for testing, like after he started practicing or testing. 
something like that. So, you know, it's weird. It's a weird situation, I think, all around with that team this year. I don't know. I think it's been a weird situation for the league, uh, you know, generally, too. But, you know, it seems to hit them kind of hard. But, you know, they were able to stop their losing streak, and they did win that game. So that's good for them, I guess. They're, I, I, I believe, honestly, with Baltimore, their heart left. Um, I don't really I don't remember his name. It's because he was a Raider prior to coming to Baltimore. Uh, but the running back that was for Baltimore, that was with Baltimore last year, and that was campaigning for you know uh, L Jack to you know do his thing. I forget what it is. I you remember you know who I'm talking about? He's not there no more. I forget. And I, feel I like- forget who you're talking about, man. To be honest, I know Mark Ingram is still there, but I don't know who else it would be that was there like that. And I well, I think actually that is Ingram. I, I don't see him. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Some yeah, yeah. I, Mar- I think it was Mark Ingram who was like pushing for him yeah. to be MVP. But the heart is going out of um, the heart's gone in Baltimore. I don't know what's going on. I I I know I know L Jack. You know I know the receiving core is not what we thought, but something's missing. I I think it's just a certain like essence or like swag that they're not having no more. So that um well to counteract your question who do you feel is the biggest surprise this year the biggest surprise to be honest i think is washington right this year to me the washington has been the biggest Mm -hmm. surprise they're tied for first in their division right they're five and seven and the nfc east generally has been horrible and the giants are i think first in that division now uh, and they're tied with the red and they're tied with washington there so you know that team has like a bizarre situation going on there you know they benched their um quarterback who's in his second year i think Dwayne haskins and they're playing backups pretty much but you know they're tied for first in their division and all that stuff right so you know i think that this that they're kind of a surprisingly good team that this year um i didn't expect josh allen as a player to be as good as he's been this year he really seems to have taken a step up and he seems to have gone from being like a gimmick gimmicky quarterback which i thought before to like being legitimate he seems like he can be a quarterback for sure yeah yeah, that's a big step up for him and then yeah that's kind of the big surprises i guess and yeah the ravens like you were saying i'm a little surprised that how poor they've been playing but you know i felt like last year was kind of an anomaly to be honest 14 and 2 isn't something that's super repeatable but you know they are like you know they do have a record that's over 500 and all that stuff so you know i feel like they can figure it out especially because i think lamar is still really good so that's pretty much it for me there i guess so you 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 hold one question just to put it out there is there any question who comeback of comeback player of the year is other than Alex Smith? Um, probably, yeah. I would say there's probably no question there. I mean, I think JJ Watt might have a thing for that, but like you know, I think just because Alex's injury was a lot worse, he's probably gonna get yes. it. But you know, JJ Watt did miss some time, I think, during the last like okay. time that he played and stuff like that too. So yeah, I think Alex is definitely gonna get that one. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Like, then uh, hats off to him because that that injury was gruesome. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. Him, yeah, it was bad for sure. Um, you know, I don't know whether it was advisable to continue playing the game that landed him in that situation. To be honest, but you know, that's what he wants, and you know, look good for him that he's you know still able to do it. it looks like pretty well, so that's good. Exactly. Good. So, um, what else did I want? Oh, so you know, I was actually thinking, you know, they're, the Steelers' next game is at the Bills. They might lose this next one too, man. I think that would be interesting to see them going on like a mini losing streak or something because the Bills have been good, man. The Bills are like a good team this year. I don't know. It's I think it's possible that they could lose to the Bills. Do you see that happening or no? Um. Okay. So I do see it happening, but not because the Bills are better than them. You asked a question to me, like, I think it was the, our last podcast. You said, Dex, how do you feel about how they keep putting off this game and how they're going to work these games for Baltimore and Pittsburgh? Remember you asked me that? Pittsburgh is, Pittsburgh is suffering from that right now. You know, they're they're playing on the Thursday, but then they come back on the Tuesday and they're going to go to Sunday now. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't get those they don't get those reps in. They're not yeah, getting they're, their they're out of rhythm pretty much. They're they're out of rhythm. They're definitely. Yeah. Yes. They're because you got to travel back and forth like they're getting beat up, you know, theoretically not, you know, no disrespect to the people that's lost to COVID, but COVID's messing them up on their schedule Yeah. because yeah. they're not getting they're not getting that needed practice and rest time between travel. And whatever else they have to do, and so it's eating away at them now. I'm not giving out excuses because my Tomlin you know, is my coach of the it, year this it year. It honestly seems like the the um, what do you call 
COVID break and the weird schedule has actually knocked the Ravens back into shape, to be honest. Like, since they were, like, on a... It did. I mean, yeah, they they won after, like, taking a, you know, a losing streak for a while. So that's that's good, I guess. You know, that's good for them, I guess. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but Pittsburgh's being hurt by it. So, you know, I do see, you know, like, like we just discussed, um, you know, Josh Allen, he is not a trend. Uh, he's... It's it's not, he, I mean he's not a blimp. Yeah, yeah, for he's, sure. It, yeah, so he definitely could, you know, he's he's he looks like a franchise quarterback. I mean he's shaped up really quick and really nicely. So, you know, I don't see him dropping off. You know, and so yeah, I think they're gonna get Pittsburgh. Uh, I think they're gonna get Pittsburgh some fits, but I think Pittsburgh's gonna pull it out because I think Pittsburgh was uh, looking ahead for Buffalo instead of focusing on Washington. What do you think? Yeah, I think that can happen for sure. I think that happens to a lot of teams when they don't take it one at a time or something like that, and they end up like you know overlooking a team that they think is a lot worse than them. I think that can happen for sure. That's a common thing. That even happens in something like you know that happens all the way down to like high school ball and stuff like that, right? That's just something that happens to a team when they feel like they're too good for another team. But you know sometimes they do need to be reminded that this is another professional team and that they're ultimately kind of like there isn't that much of a difference between them that. They can't like you know lose. They can't lose it all or something. So, yeah, I think it's honestly good for the Steelers in the long run because I think sixteen and zero is something that really you know is very hard to do and really tires you out. And the Dolphins is super happy right now. I could tell you, yeah, that. yeah, the Miami for sure. Dolphins. I mean, for sure, right? I mean, th- I think that you know it's really hard to do that, and once you do, it can be really like tough to like win in the playoffs, as I think we saw with the Patriots and stuff like that. I think it just drains you to win that many games in the regular season and then go into the playoffs like and then go into the playoffs with that right i mean we saw that with the warriors and stuff like that too right i don't think the warriors allow that comeback from three to one to the Cavs if they were like rested more if they hadn't like you know if they hadn't gone so hard in the regular season i don't think i, I think that that might not have happened but you know ultimately it did and they, and you know that's kind of what happens you know because like uh, as people we only have like a certain amount of like energy or like ability to perform and stuff like that even as athletes they still have that so i yeah i think that it's better for them in the long run and their playoff success that they did not win this game how are you feeling about um uh new england now and how cam and him is starting to like you know, get started to gel a little I, bit. I think it makes sense, man. I think I think Belichick is the greatest coach in football history, and I think that he knows how to put, you know, players who have good skill sets in a position to succeed. You know, I think it took some mm-hmm. time, and you know, there was COVID. I think Cam he figured yeah, it out. Yeah, Cam got COVID and yeah. stuff like that. But I, I, it looks like they've started to figure it out. So you know, I'm happy for Cam and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But yeah, I think they. I don't know whether they're in the playoffs right now. I'd have to check that, but. Yeah, I think it would be interesting to see Cam and uh, Belichick working together in the playoffs. That would be fun to see, I think. Okay. And then, like, other than that, how do you feel about, uh, like, um, Liverpool tying up with uh, the game, that game today with Liverpool? I can't say the other names, like, mid. Um, I don't know what it is. let Let me look it up. So, they tied today? Yeah, they tied, and of course, will Real Madrid Madrid won, um, FC Porto won. Um, you know, I think. Oh yeah, see, yeah, that's the I, Champions I League. Liverpool. So I watched it. Mid Tealand, it looks like something like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. That's uh, yeah. The, the uh, uh, soccer has also been really weird this year too, just because like um. You know, similar coronavirus type of stuff. Players have been out. Players have been getting injured yeah. and stuff like that. Liverpool has had a lot of injuries, so you know, it's. I think them. Lo- I think them tying with um, Mid Tealand kind of makes sense. You know, it's. Uh, they've been really good at. I feel like they've been really good on their home ground. They've been really good in the league, but you know, this is the Champions yeah. League. This is the European League, so. Who knows, you know, maybe they're knocked off their game a little bit because they didn't pl- I think they played only like a couple of days ago or something like that too, right? So maybe they're they did. maybe they're a little tired or something from that too. So it could be that too. So yeah, it's just a lot of weird factors, man. And honestly, soccer is just kind of a weird game because ultimately like you can have the ball for like sixty five percent of the game and never score and the other team can only have the ball for like thirty five percent of the game and score like four goals on you. So, you know, that it's a little strange like that, but yeah, that's kind of how it happens sometimes. And, you know, they're still, I mean, they're, I'm pretty sure that they're going to go forward into the next, like, into the elimination round of the Champions League. So, you know, I, yeah, they yeah, will. They yeah. Will. So, as long as that happens, I think they'll be fine. So, I think it's just kind of a blip in the, in their way to more success ultimately. 
Okay. And can we talk about the elephant in the room right now? I know that we're talking about soccer and football, but can we talk about the elephant in the room? How uh, how do you feel about Westbrook and the John Wall trade? I love it for Washington, and I think that for the Rockets, it's just them giving up, to be honest. Like, this isn't <laughs> John Wall from, like, four or five years ago who was that, like, all-star yeah. franchise point guard. This is a guy who's been... Mm-hmm injured badly for the last two years that he did play he missed all of last season and now he's coming back pretty much and this is going to be the first time in what four years that he would be fully healthy or play like a full season if that happened yeah i I don't know if that's going to happen man like wall is someone who really really depended on his athleticism and his speed i mean his jump shot has improved he's a better shooter than russ which is like you know which is i think good and uh, will probably help his game age well but and all that stuff but yeah, man, I don't know how he's going to... I don't think he's going to perform at an all-star level, especially at the Western Conference, and I think he's definitely not worth that contract. But, yeah, I think it's great for uh, the Wizards because it's just an upgrade for them. It's, you know, he's an upgrade for them, and the pick that they gave up is, like, top eight protected this year, and then it gets... The protections get slightly worse to the point that I think at one point, it, it, like, four or five years later, it becomes two second-round picks if it hasn't conveyed by then. Yes. So you know, with all that happening, I think that it's a great trade for them. And they're probably going to make the playoffs this year anyway, so it's a moot point. And the Rockets are probably going to get, the, like, the 17th or 18th pick in this upcoming draft. So, uh, I don't know. That's nice for them, I guess. But, yeah, it's swapping two of, like, the worst contracts in the league. And uh, ultimately, the Wizards got the better player. So, I think that's good for them. And I think it's just I think it's just on the way to Harden getting traded from the Rockets, ultimately, is, I think, what's happening. Yeah, Chocolate City, right? Washington. I think they got the best the best of this. Like, no matter what, Westbrook coming to Washington is substantially better than John Wall going to the Rockets. Unless John unless we see John Wall from John Wall like five years ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And then if sure. we see if 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 we legit see John Wall from five years ago with a Demarcus cousin wanting to like make some noise and if James Harden believes in that team uh, there's gonna be a fucking problem with the rest of the league. Cause if I, I mean, you know, I, I mean, if anybody knows about me and John Wall, um, I feel like he's the fastest player. He was the fastest player in the league before his injury, and he's a true point guard. You know, I feel like he's a true point guard, and so not like Chris Paul level. Not not he's a, a shade yeah, under Chris yeah, Paul. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, what in I'm terms saying? of his like passing and his shooting, he is an upgrade over Russ, but. I mean, just he is such a question mark because of the injuries and stuff like that. We don't the know injuries, how he's going to play. Exactly. We, don't know if he, we don't know if he's at the same level. We don't know if he's going to be able to stay healthy and all that stuff. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of questions marks surrounding that. The, but the only thing that I tr- – the only, thing, only reason why I like Wall more than Russ in that position with Houston, with the team assembled, I know Wall, if healthy – won't run away from that moment that Harden would. You know what I'm saying? I know that that wouldn't happen. I know that he'll at least get the ball and either I'm, get it to the right person. I mean, Russ doesn't run from that moment either, right? Russ doesn't run from no, that but, moment. No, like, but I don't trust Russ. Chris, Chris Paul doesn't run from that moment either. And, you know, Harden was able to, wasn't able to win with either of those guys. And the, those relationships ended up getting damaged there. Too. Chris Paul got hurt. You know how I feel about Chris Paul being yeah, hurt, yeah. you know, in game five. And I think they would have beat the Warriors with KD if Chris Paul didn't get injured in game five and couldn't play in, play in game six. You know what I'm yeah, saying? You, yeah, you sure. know how I feel about yeah, that. Yeah, sure. And so, uh, but, you know, but honestly, Chocolate City needs a star. They got a dynamic duo now with Bill and Russ. And they're in the East. I mean, the East is not like how it used to be. But the East is still up for grabs, you know, eight through like five. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, for sure. And I so, think this puts them at, like, at the very least, I think this makes them the seventh seed this year. I think <laughs> it does. Yeah, yeah. It does. They're not going to let up with Russ's tenacity and uh, Bill's shooting. Yeah. Like, they're going to be a force to reckon with in the East. And then, you know, there has been, like, fall offs. Like, I, I know people are not, like, really understanding the, you know, honestly, I'm going to say it. I'm a little bit, watch out for the Hornets. Watch out for really. The you think the Hornets are going to be the team to kind of watch out for in the East this year? Watch out, watch out for the Hornets because it's not Lamelo. Even though he looks real good in practice, I'm gonna tell you, people people sleep on Melo. The boy's six seven. He's a point guard. 
six 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 seven is a point guard and can pass his shot is broken but he doesn't he doesn't doubt his shot like Lonzo does you know what I'm saying and so but the added component to it is Gordon Hayward and so when Gordon Hayward went to the Hornets that kind of solidified the Hornets with me because it's up for grabs when you got the Hornets up there now like I said five through eight they could be right there. And so Gordon Hayward, LaMelo Ball, there's that, uh, what's the one? I forget his name. He was drafted three years ago. And I say he's a really good shooter and he proved it. He had like three game winning shots his rookie year, like four his next year. I get his name, but he, I, but I think you know who I'm talking about. I don't really remember. I mean, Hold they have me. some interesting players there. They have PJ Washington, who was a rookie last year. They have, um, they have one of the bridges. I always forget which bridges they have. Um, they have Miles Bridges. I think. That's who it is. Miles, yeah, Bridges. yeah, Miles Bridges. Miles. Yeah, he's an interesting yes. player too. Uh, yeah, they have a lot of shooting around Lamelo, so I think that you know his shooting isn't going to be as much of a problem there. And yeah, hopefully they can put it together. It would be nice to have them be more successful. You know, that franchise hasn't been like, you know, hasn't really had any success pretty much since like it started in '04. So it would be nice to have them mm. kind of like come back and kind of start to build some of that do back, something yeah yeah do something for real this time i guess yeah i didn't really like that gordon hayward contract just because he's getting paid so much money uh you know and it's kind of like an injury risk with him and all that stuff but who knows maybe it's you know maybe they have some intel that we don't and he's going to end up being great for them or something but it's a bit of an injury risk but yeah i like the lamello pick and yeah i think that they're going to be a fun i think they're going to be a fun and interesting team if not like a playoff team or something like that at the minimum they're going to be more interesting than they were last year so i guess going into that talking about some moves and stuff we kind of wanted to talk about the um uh, kind of the winners and the losers of the offseason too, right? So I think maybe we can mm-hmm. go over like a few each or something. So who is like your first winner of the offseason that you wanted to talk about, Dex? The Lakers. The Lakers is the winners. They re-signed LeBron for two years. They have AD on a five-year contract. They added Marc Gasol. They, they revamped that team, and they got younger at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like easily. Like there's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Unless there's some dramatic monster trade that's gonna happen. Right now the Lakers are the winners of the free agency. I mean, there's really I mean, when you look at who they they were the champions, they got younger, but more like 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 championship savvy at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like they have winners on that team. You trade Dwight Howard for Mark Gasol. You know what I'm saying? Like there's like it, you didn't really trade them, but you know you're trading off these players, and then you sign the big, the two big ones that you need to like make that run. And they proved that they could do it. You know what I'm saying? Like they proved that they could do it. So you keep your core intact, their main core. Which you, when you got LeBron and Anthony Davis, that's all you've. That's all you really need. You could you could put me, Prashanta, and that like a golden retriever up in there, and <laughs> we're gonna be a force to reckon with with those two. And then, but you add, you know, Marcus Gasol. You have more, you know. They added other people, but Marcus Gasol was the biggest one for me because I know he's gonna put that inside presence that you don't really need that you like that you won't miss from like um, uh, Dwight Howard. And, Javel, and yeah. then you add didn't. Yeah, you have Dennis Schroeder, uh, Schroeder I, a point I, guard. To be honest, I kind of think that Dennis Schroeder is going to be the biggest pickup for that team because I think that that gives them like a legitimate like point guard that they can trust to like play like the entire season pretty much. Yeah. Rondo turns it up yeah. in the playoffs, but he kind of tanks in the regular season to be honest. And True. And yeah, I think that they get a real legitimate ball handler who can shoot consistently along with yeah. LeBron, and I think that's going to be really helpful for them. So that's going to be great for them too. That's my pick. Who's your biggest winner of the offseason so far? For me, um, I think that the biggest winner of the offseason so far might be the Sixers. I think that they were able to get off of Al Horford's contract without really giving up that much. They added a ton of, um, what do you call it? They added a ton of shooting around Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. And I think that this team, like, revamped like this, you know, is going to be, like, definitely something that, like, kind of works together kind of like works together in a better way and feel it kind of like flows together in a much better way than the than what they were before and yeah i like the draft picks that they made i pretty much liked a lot of what they did and i think that that's going to be a much better team this 
upcoming offseason. And I think that a lot of people were down on them because they had a pretty bad performance. But I think once Simmons gets healthy again, those two guys are going to pretty much do really well this year just because I think that they are they have the spacing around them now, right? They have Seth Curry, they have Danny Green. Tobias is already there, but, you know, that's three legitimate shooters around Ben and Joel. So they're just, I think that they really upgraded themselves this year. What is one team that you consider the loser of the offseason, Ducks? Okay, so I had two, but if I, you know, my two was between Golden State and actually uh, Houston. Um, But I'm going to pick Golden State because Houston wasn't shit prior and they're not shit now. So I just, you know, (laughs) the system is going to be revamped. But um, Golden State, Golden State because they lost Klay Thompson. They didn't lose him to signing. They lost him to a fucking Achilles injury. And, you know, it's terrible that it happened to him. And I'm really, really upset with, you know, that injury. You know, there there was more hopes. There was higher hopes for them coming back. You know, I know Clay's game isn't dependent on his athleticism. He's, I mean, he scored like 36, point, 36 points and took like nine dribbles in a game. You know what I'm saying? But. It's st- he's still gone for a year, and he's gonna have to take another year to get back in game shape. So we're not gonna see Clay Thompson for another two, two to three years, plus that cap space he took up for that massive deal that we signed him on. So we can't go and get any more players that we would want to sign to complement Steph Curry. So we're just hoping that the picks is going to be uh, that the picks that they picked is going to be really good. So for me right now is definitely the. Um, the Warriors set coming in and close. I was thinking Houston, but I knew, but honestly, I think OKC is probably the second losers because they lost Chris Paul. I think that <clears throat> OKC was on purpose, though, right? I think OKC is pretty much trying to just be tanked this year. They're trying to go young this year. They traded away Chris Paul. They yeah. traded away Stephen Adams and all that stuff. They had Oubre for like two days before they traded him to the Warriors. So I don't know that you would call him a loser as much as you know they're pretty much on it. They're on a different path now, and they're trying to. They're trying to accumulate assets and young players and stuff like that rather than competing. So, yeah, there's that, I guess. But, yeah, I kind of agree with you. I think that Clay getting injured takes them from, like, a guaranteed at least playoff team for sure to we don't even know, to be honest, if they're going to be in the playoffs. Like, I don't know if they're going to be in the playoffs this year, to be honest, just because I think that there's, like, a lot of depth that's missing around that team. I think that I don't know how many really good defenders they're going to be starting this year because Draymond fell off a little bit this past year and... I don't think um, Wiseman, the rookie, is going to be able to come in immediately and become a, like a great defender or stuff like that. So, you know, it's possible that they have one maybe plus defender and Draymond starting for them. So, you know, how well is that going to go? I don't know. Um, they're going to play fast, I think, which is going to be interesting to see them play fast again. You know, no KD there. So, you know, having Steph and a bunch of guys just running around, I think is going to be interesting. But ultimately, like, and honestly, there's the Andrew Wiggins factor. And I think Wiggins is kind of just a loser, to be honest. I think he's just not the one who <laughs> plays like good, good winning basketball. And he just hasn't done that really at any point in his career. So, you know, maybe that changes. But I think that, yeah, the clay injury screwed them over for sure, like quite a bit. The what made the Warriors the Warriors was Steph and Clay. Steph was the one that could dribble and shoot, and Clay was the one that could just shoot his ass off. So if you don't have that combination, you're not a threat, right? They're not a threat. And so I mean there was more factors, but Steph makes you pick him up from half court, actually full all the full court, and then Clay makes you run around. So your your point guard and your shooting guard which is the one that handles the ball, and the other one that's usually either handling the ball or you know scoring your your wings. Well, point guards aren't really a wing, but for Steph and Clay, they're usually the wings because Steph will go into the wing. Um, it's tough, you know. And so, but without his partner, I mean, Steph might be able to do some. I mean, he's going to show out, of course. You know, he's going to come back. He's going to shoot, and if that pick and roll is going to be crazy, but he, it's not going to be as deadly as with Clay because we both know that Steph could shy away from a big moment. You know, from time to time, if his shot's not dropping, he shies away. You know, and then Clay is usually the one that busts out with a twenty-six point quarter or a twenty-four point quarter. You know what I'm saying? Like the game six. When Clay, before Clay got injured, Clay had scored 24 points in that third quarter before, you know, he got injured. And it looked like the Warriors were going to take the Raptors to a game seven. 
And so <clears throat> it's just these kinds of things where I'm just like, I'm really, as a Warriors fan, I'm hurt. <laughs> I'm hurt. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it hurts. It hurts me bad, bro. Yeah. I kind of feel like a Knicks fan right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, but to be honest, like the Warriors have been like, you know, the Warriors' recent success has really only been like their real like sustained type of success, right? I mean, before that, the Warriors were kind of seen as like a middle tier franchise, right? I mean, this recent success since like pretty much the last five or so years has been really their first like long term success. I think they've had in a really long time since like the '80s or something. So, you know, happy for the Warriors because of that, I guess. But yeah, I think that this is going to be. A down year for them just because i think losing clay i think really loses them a lot to be honest um did you hear did you hear my boy zion zion is no cap to his minutes how do you feel about uh, that like he's no caps for his minutes. i mean if he's healthy and if he's feeling good if he's in shape and all that stuff then yeah sure go for it you know he's young and you know he should be playing as like the flow of the game dictates and all that stuff that's good but you know, I think with Zion, it's just this past season was kind of discouraging for me. The numbers were good at times, mm-hmm. and, you know, he put up, like, big numbers at times. But I think just, like, the type of, like, I don't know, man. He just, there's, I don't know whether it's a weight issue or what, but uh, I'm kind of concerned about some of the stuff there. So, I don't know, man. I kind of have to see it before I kind of, like, confirm anything. But, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting for her to see if like he's going to be like uh, healthy again and able to play regularly again because you know he's a very fun player and all that so you know if if he gets out if he gets down two forty does he get injured no okay I don't know if he's going to be the same type of player at two forty though I think that around like two fifty is probably a range that he needs to be at like people I think he's Charles Barkley yeah weight. I think he's listed at like two eighty or something right but he's probably like three I think he's pushing three to be honest. he's like three ten yeah, yeah he's he's a big boy yeah, yeah for sure. But, yeah, you know, there were some pictures I saw of him this offseason where he seems to be, like, you know, slightly better shape and all that stuff. So that's good, I guess. Good. That would be good for them. Um, one loser of the offseason for me. I think, actually, I kind of have New Orleans as a loser of the offseason, right? Because I think that they actually kind of, like, got worse this year. Their roster actually kind of got worse. They lost uh, Derek Favors. They lost... Um, who do you call Drew? They lost Drew, and they picked up some guys like you know they picked up uh, Eric Bledsoe, Stephen Adams, Stephen Adams. But yeah, man, I think that if I was them, I would rather just have like those other guys, right? I would rather have those other guys. I think they got a little bit worse this year, so you know I don't know if they're going to be um, you know in that playoff contention or something. I mean, maybe maybe Zion just like takes a huge leap this year or something like that but i think that without that like there's going to be really like big issues there and yeah i think that they're kind of loser of the offseason and then another kind of loser that i had this offseason was actually the um who was it again sorry was actually the raptors man to be honest because i think that they are losing um some of their big man depth there. Serge Ibaka is gone. Marcus Gasol is gone. And they're replacing them with Aaron's Baines. And um, who's the other guy that they got? I forget his name. But it's an, it's another, like, I think, like, replaceable level big man, to be honest. I think, you know, they're, they're losing a couple of, like, solid, like, starter level players and replacing them with guys who aren't as good. And I think that that might lead to a bit of a drop-off for them. I know ESPN has them ranked as the number two in the team in the east they their analysis machine or whatever like algorithm they had predicted them to be number two but i don't know how much i buy that man and i think another loser of the offseason probably for me was the celtics like do you think that the celtics made their team better this year or no no i don't think i don't think i don't i really like gordon hayward as like a asset and um i just i'm Celtics is no, they didn't. Not not at all. I'm sorry. Not sorry. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think Tristan is a nice pickup for them, but I don't know how much of a difference he makes uh, because he's not in his like. I don't think he's in his like prime prime anymore when he was able to like go hard against the Warriors and stuff like that. I think he's gonna have a much tougher time going against like um, Bam and Joel Embiid and stuff like that than he did going against like Andrew Bogut and Festus Sealy. So, you know, I think that he's gonna have. Uh, <laughs> 
I think I don't know yeah. how good he's going to be for them this year, but you know, it's I I think it might be a slight upgrade for them, but who knows them? And then I don't know, man. What they need is Taco Fall in that lineup <laughs> officially. <laughs> I don't know, man. Tacos. <laughs> I, I don't see anything happening with Taco there, man. He's like he's a meme and he's kind of a joke, which is nice. I guess it's fun to like talk about him and stuff and all that, but you know, it's I don't see any real like basketball stuff happening from Taco I, to be but honest. But honestly, honestly, I think Grant Williams is going to make a big leap. Uh, he kind of showed it inside the um, the bubble, and so I think Grant Williams gonna make a a significant leap when it comes down to him playing more time, him having more playing time. Um, Jeff Teague, you know, is, I think it's gonna be pretty. I good. mean, we don't know uh, about Kemba's injury, right? They've been kind of like, um, what do you call shady about Kemba's injury and stuff like that. They too, have so been. They have. We don't been. know if like. Have you seen yeah, that? Teague might be like the uh, Teague might be like starting for like portions of the season, which. I mean, as a backup, I think Jeff Teague is nice. If you're starting Jeff Teague, I think you might be a bit of trouble if you're starting Jeff Teague, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Marcus Smart is still in there. Uh, Tristan Thompson, like, I like Tristan Thompson if he's getting boards. You know, he's he's second chance points. That's his thing. If he stays, if, I mean, if he's in good shape and he has good spirits. He's in Boston now. You know, he's not in Cleveland. He might have a little bit more... Uh, Bouncing a step, you know, it is, it's, it's a historical franchise. You want to make your name. You want to get out of the Cleveland side. You don't want to kind of separate. You know, you had that contract thanks to LeBron, but you want to, you know, step out on your own. So I think, you know, I think that Boston would be very intriguing. You know, they're not my sleeper, though. My, um, even though I love Jason Tatum, you know that, and I like uh, Jalen Brown. It's just that I don't know. I can't say they're a sleeper because if they were a sleeper, They've been in the conference final how many times in the last like four years, or attempt, or been in semi the semifinals to go to the conference finals. So you, they can't, really, they really can't be a sleeper. You know what I'm saying? But um, or a dark horse for that fact. Uh, the East is looking real shady to me. I don't like the pick for Milwaukee. You know how I feel about you know uh, Milwaukee's point uh, point guard. I don't, I don't think that was a really big like like. Tra- they they I didn't. Think, trade I think up. they did trade up from Bledsoe to Drew Holiday. I think that's uh, for to me. You love Drew Holiday. To me, I think that's an unquestionable trade up, just because I think that he's better than Eric Bledsoe, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think that that Bogdanovich move would have been really good for them. And unfortunately, they're throwing. They didn't. They weren't able to do that, so they had to throw money at like Bobby Portis and uh, DJ Augustine. Yeah. I don't know. Watching the Bogdanovich kind of thing kind of makes them a loser in my eyes, to be honest. <laughs> just to, they gave just that by themselves would make them kind of a loser in my eyes, to be yeah. honest. There's that, and then so who's another winner that you had of the offseason, man? Uh, another winner. I actually like New Orleans. Uh, their their roster. Um, I like the Steven Adams going to New Orleans. I do. It puts it takes Zion out the middle to a certain degree to where he he's not he would never be the facilitator a facilitator like LeBron, but he doesn't have the jump shot to actually, you know, be a, a for real threat. But Steven Adams know how to get the rebounds and move out the way. And so he's not that power. Uh, Zion's not that power forward anymore. He has better sh- you know, shooting he has better shooting around him now. Um and so I like that. Honestly, all the teams that stay intact too. Like I like Denver. You know, they're the winners because they didn't do anything that took away. Cause I feel like a lot of those teams were there. It just they just needed more experience, if that makes any sense. Like I feel like that team the most of the teams just needed experience. So, um if I could say any more winners, I I do like Philly. I do. I like Philly a lot. I like Philly. Even if they even if they don't get James Harden, I really really like Philly. Yeah, um, for sure. Right? They got. Doc- I think that like I think Atlanta is kind of a winner too. I think that they upgraded their teams in a lot of areas, and I think that what they're yeah. really doing with all this is I think they're putting together the assets to trade for an even better player because I think that exactly they're, that's what I think they're doing. That, that I is. think they're deep right now, and I think they have money just committed to a lot of different positions right now, and I think that they pretty mm. much have like good like players who could start at pretty much like any position i think except point guard i think 
Trey is really the only like starter there, but you know, at every other position, they have like pretty much multiple, I think, guys who could like start or at least play like rotation level minutes. So, you know, they're going to try that out, I think. And, you know, if like Harden becomes available during the trade deadline, I think they have like a package for Harden lined up too. I think they have a package for Bradley Beal lined up. I have the, I think they have a ton of like talent there that they could like, I think they have a lot of options to like acquiring a, another star if they wanted that too. Yeah, because don't they got like Dan- uh, Danilo Gallinari yeah, now? Yeah, Danilo Gallinari, uh, Bogdan Bogdan, Clint Capella. Clint Capella. Yeah, all those. Those are the kind of like the three bigger money guys. And then with that money, I think they can package that with like some of their young guys to, you know, make a Cam Reddish, you know. Yeah, I really like Cam, I man. I think Cam is going to take a step up this year too. I do too. I do, especially with Trey at, the, at you know, being the, the floor general. So, I mean, Atlanta, they can make some, like, the East is up for grabs five through eight. I keep saying it. Like, it's crazy how much it up for grabs. And so, yeah, I, I do like, you <laughs> Who's know. Who's the team you, you that you think people are sleeping on in the West? You mentioned, um, who did you say? You said Charlotte in the East. Who do you think people are sleeping on in the West? In the West? Okay, so define sleeping because do you think I, is there a team that I think fellas going to make it like a really big step this year compared to what they did last uh, year I think sleeping kind of like I meant that as like that a team that people aren't talking about as much but you think is going to be really good the Kings the Kings the Kings are going to it sounds crazy and I hate the Sacramento Kings, but <laughs> I feel like they're gonna they're gonna if, if you're gonna say like the sleeper team that's kinda that you really have no like gauge for it, like their roster is finally maturing. You have a mature Buddy Hield, De'Aaron Fox is not a John Morant, but he's still De'Aaron Fox. You know what I'm saying? You have Marvin Bagley the third, you have Son Whiteside. Jabari Parker, I think he's going to make some noise. You got Harrison Barnes, that's kind of the elder statesman there. That's going to, you know, give him that that championship kind of feel. Like there's like they're a young team. I like Luke Walton still, and so um, I think the Kings are going to, you know, going to be there as a sleeper. Like I can't say they're not going to like be in the like Western Conference Finals or nothing like that. But as a sleeper team that's going to like do something, it's probably going to be the Kings or it because you can't down chris paul you can't down chris paul and i and i, I can say i think but people see, are pretty so up expectations. on the Suns, man. to be honest i think people are projecting the Suns to be like in the playoffs so i don't know that they were qualified see? as a sleeper yeah that's what i'm saying that is, is that really is that really a sleeper when you have chris paul devin booker and um stuff? deandre Ayton. DeAndre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that really a sleeper team? I don't think they're considered a sleeper team anymore. But, yeah, man, I kind of disagree with you on the Kings, to be honest. I don't think that they're going to be very good this year. I think that I think that there's a ton of team on in teams in the – I think that there's a bunch of teams in the West whose talent I would prefer to theirs, right? I think that, that – I don't like Luke Walton as a head coach, to be honest. I think Dave Yeager is a way better head coach, and they shouldn't have ever fired Dave Yeager, to be honest. I think, I think Luke Walton is fine, but I don't think that he's a great coach by any stretch of the means. And I don't think – I don't know if you know if he's – even a particularly good coach right like you know i think that if he was even like a good like competent level coach i don't think the lakers would have fired him but you know i think that uh i think that it, the kings kind of took a step back last year from there when they were a couple of years ago and you know maybe maybe i don't know they get better maybe De'Aaron like listens to stuff but you know i just think that team is put together kind of weirdly and i like the halliburton pick but you know i don't know how much he's mm-hmm. going to be playing with like buddy coming off of you know but buddy probably going to be the starter there they've pretty much committed to buddy by not re-signing um bogdanovich so yeah man i that team is just kind of weird to me but you know uh, that the fan base is like you know has been starving for the playoffs and all that stuff and you know we used to live in sacramento and like you know it's uh, it'd be cool to see that team like do well and all that stuff but yeah it's i just don't see it happening to be honest so who's who's your um well i was i was gonna say new orleans but i kind of or new orleans however people want to say it but i have i i expect new orleans to do, be pretty good now that we're going to get a full zion uh, but I was going to ask you, who is your actual um, breakout star? Who's your early pick for breakout star of the year for NBA? Breakout star of the year. So um, who did you think it was last year? Just so I can get kind of a definition for that from you, I guess, of what you think a breakout star is. Who did you think the breakout star of last year was? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, Jimmy. 
Jimmy because I think Jimmy was already like a multiple time All Star and he was like already a famous player and stuff like that before, right? I mean, I didn't I didn't think, but I didn't think he could lead the way he did. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess, and if we're going by that, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Tatum maybe could be that level. Oh no, yeah, he was yeah he was good last level year. Level of guy. Oh, you think no, this yeah, year? Yeah, this year because I think that. Uh, Tatum still hasn't led that team to the finals or anything like that, but so you think you think you think his game's going to take like a big leap? I think it could definitely for sure. I mean, he's only like twenty two, man. That's a scary thing. He's only twenty two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He so is. you know, he he still has a ways to go. I think in terms of like he can get better still. Um, he's a potential possibility if you're looking at it that way. For me per- personally, the breakout star of last year was Ja. I think just because like people were expecting Zion to be. I the, knew that. I knew Ja was going to do that, though. But, see, I didn't see it happening, like, immediately, though, right? I thought it would be exciting and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but I didn't see that team, like, almost making the playoffs pretty much, right? And, like, being, like, the eighth season, yeah. so, like, pretty late into the season. I didn't think it was going to be that good, like, that fast, right? Because usually it takes, like, a couple of years for point guards, right? They're adjusting to the speed of the game and all that stuff. But, you know, Ja was able to do it pretty much immediately. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I think Ja was kind of the breakout star for me. Um in terms of that, I guess. I mean, I think that, yeah, Tatum, I think, could be a potential, like, real breakout, breakout star. I think, like, a guy like, um, who's the name in Denver? Michael Porter Jr., I think, if he gets a more consistent role this year, and he could, I think. He oh, definitely yeah. could with Jeremy Grant gone and all that stuff now. By the way, Pistons, another yes. loser of the offseason for me. I had no idea what they were doing. <laughs> the who? Pistons. Denver? The Pistons. Oh, oh, oh. He, they signed uh, Leandro Ball. Yeah, yeah, they got him in their G League team or whatever, right? And they have, like, they signed, like, five different big men, I think, and they didn't re-sign Christian Wood, which was their own guy that they had in-house for whatever reason. I don't know, man. The the Pistons are kind of weird to me. But, yeah, I think with Grant gone, I think that Porter Jr. is going to have to step up and fill in that role. So I think he's a potential breakout star there for me, I think. Because that coach sucks. He should have put him in. I, you know I hated the coach I mean, in the bubble. You know I, I mean, did. but, like, there's, like, a big defensive drop-off there, man, between Jeremy Grant and Michael Porter Jr. there. You know, it's like, Mike, I think uh, Porter is, like, a good offensive player, but, you know, if he's taking away so much from you on defense, it's it's kind of like, a, you know, it kind of starts to become an issue there. But, yeah, and I think that uh, Grant is, like, a good shooter and all that stuff. So he flits better into, like, that the flow of the team, right? I don't think he's uh, he's not going to need the ball as much as Porter, and he's also, like, a better defender and all that. So he kind of flit with the flow of that team more. But, yeah, I think Porter is definitely going to be have to play a bigger role there now. I think other potential breakout stars, I think... I think Landry Shamit maybe. Landry Shamit I think, is someone who was, like, gotten better, I think, each year that he's been in the league. He's only been in the league mm-hmm. for a couple of years, but he got better. He improved last year, and I think, and I think that now he's going to be on the Nets, and he's going to be on national TV a lot. I think people are going to notice his game a lot more. Um, yeah. Him, and he could be a potential breakout star. I think as far as, like, rookies go, I don't know if there's a rookie that I would see being a breakout star. I mean, I think Toppin could be potentially, like, a – star you know even though i don't really like him all that much just because i think that he's probably going to end up like scoring a lot and so you know he's probably going to be a dunk and you know he's an athletic guy so he's probably going to be making some like really like sick dunks and all that stuff so he's potentially a guy that i think a lot of people are going to be talking about yeah that's pretty much what i think who's uh your kind of like breakout stars for this year they're predicting oh i got a couple um honestly he was most improved player of the year but I feel like with um, Stan Van Gundy uh, at the helms now of New Orleans, maybe New Orleans is going to be one of my sleeper picks for the West, actually, when I think about it. Um, only because I like, I, I really do like their squad, too. I like Brandon Ingram. I really do. I feel like he's very fluid. His game kind of like is very similar to Kevin Durant, just not as prolific of a shooter as him. Or score, but he has it in him. So I think that with Stan Van Gundy's system, with the the lineup he has, I think Brandon Ingram takes that next step. Uh, it's gonna be breakout star. I think it's gonna be you know a really really good squad. Because if Zion, I think they're moving Zion to small forward, and so that puts um, Ingram at the power forward. I believe. No man, I think Zion so is going to be the power forward, and Ingram is going to be the small forward. I don't think Zion can guard small forwards, man. To be honest, I think he's too big for that position. 
I th- but I think they're moving them to small forward. I, th- I think they have them listed as small forward. Really? I could be I wrong. Mean, though. I think uh, last I, time I, I seen power forward would make more sense. I think he's a center ultimately. I think Zion has got to be a center ultimately by the time his career is over. But like, <laughs> but like you know, he's uh, he's a power forward for now. I would see him as more of a power forward just because I think Ingram is because like how do you he's like where where where, where do you play Charles? Who? Where, where do you play Charles at small forward or power forward? Charles who? Oh, oh, sorry. I thought like, you were talking about someone on the Pelicans. Uh, power no, 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 forward, no, no. power forward. I'll put him as a power forward. I ought to put him as okay. Okay, so yeah, but um, I Brandon Ingram. I think the I starting think lineup that... is probably going to be something like, um, you know, Bledsoe, Ball, Ingram, Zion, and Stephen Adams. I think is going to be the starting lineup there. Okay, that's a good little yeah, lineup. Yeah. I don't know. And then just JJ Reddick still like you have like and then you got Josh yeah, Hart. Yeah. Other certain people they, uh, but they have um, some nice like bench pieces there too, to be honest. They have some nice bench pieces there. I mean, if that's a team that's like doing pretty well, I think they have the pieces to like make a trade too. They have a bunch of picks and all that they stuff. They do. So you they know, do. if they're gonna do a playoff hunt and you know, and Zion's is looking really good and all that stuff, I mean they have the pieces to like even go after like uh uh James Harden or something like that, right? I think Zion and Harden would be really interesting to see together. <laughs> I would not want to see that. That would be crazy. That'd be crazy just off of, but the system would be different. So I don't know. But uh, what I was going to say, I got him. And of course, Jason Tatum. I feel like, hey, if he takes it up another level, that'd be even more crazy because I think what's stopping him is his assertiveness. Like he's not assertive enough. He just doesn't have that dog in him. Like how we would want him. Like if he had Russell Westbrook's and like dog. There would be nothing to stop Jason Tatum, but we have to see about that. Um, I mean, you really can't be a breakout star if you're already a superstar, right? I don't see another. I think, honestly, I think we're going to get a sighting from New York where R.J. Barrett. I think we're going to see. I mean, I think there's he's people. got to really, he's got to really improve his jumper this year to, for that to happen, man. To be honest, like his game is like he has such a like a weird game where it's like a lot of like he realizes a lot on like strength and like backing people down because yeah. he's not like an elite athlete or a shooter so he tr- he gets to the foul line a lot but he doesn't convert those a lot but yeah i think his jumper would have to take a massive step forward or like the mix's spacing would have to get a lot better and they would have to start like three shooters around him and mitch i think to be honest i think that mitchell robinson is like a better like option for a breakout star for the knicks because i think that he is someone who is like going to I think that Tibbs is really going to appreciate his, like, defensive abilities and all that stuff. And I think that, um, you know, he just set the record this year for field goal percentage, right? So I think that he is someone who I think could be really interesting too. But, yeah, man. Oh, oh and uh, Shea, uh, what's that boy uh, for Oklahoma? Because Chris Paul is not oh, there yeah, anymore. Oh, yeah, Shea Gilgis Alexander. I think, uh, yes, yeah. I, I yes. I just think I that feel like... is going to be so bad, to be honest this year, man, that I don't think that he's going to be <laughs> doing, like, a lot. But I think that he's going to be putting up big numbers for sure, though. How do you feel about Tyler Hero being a breakout star? I think that Hero has gotten so overrated at this point, man. I think he's good, but that's how yeah, you feel. I think he's good, but I just don't. I I think it's like people are getting way too much. Like I think he was like higher than a bunch of other people on like the top 100 players or something like that, man. Like people are way overrating him just because. Well, I mean, partially it's because he's white and all that stuff, and also because like um, what do you call he? He did well in the playoffs and the bubble and stuff like that, but I don't think that's you know there's. There's differences between that and like how they're going to play like this year and all that stuff. So, how do you feel about Brandon Clark? Brandon Clark, I think he's gonna be good. I don't know if he would be a traditional breakout star, star type of guy because he's not like mm-hmm. a offensive player yet. But I think he's really, really good. Okay. I think Jaron Jackson okay, cool. Jr. actually might be a breakout star this year. Actually, oh for yeah, Memphis, yeah, yeah, I feel it too. I feel like we only seen a, a glimpse of his yeah, potential. Sure. So yeah, sure. definitely. I mean, I think Kobe White too. Yeah, for Chicago. Yeah, I, like Kobe. I mean, I feel like there was uh, no bigger breakout star probably last year than Luca, right? I mean, Luca went from being like a really good look rookie to being like a superstar pretty much, and like a top and someone who's like pretty much like one of the favorites to be MVP this year. So yeah, he is someone. Oh, he's gonna he's getting MVP this year. I could tell you that right now. I unless know. there's some, unless there's something. That Mavs oh, team, well, think, man, is not going to be great this year. I think that's going to be the thing that stops him. Because I I don't see how well they're going to do in the West with like Luca and a bunch of like decent guys around him. I don't know. Uh, KP's bitch ass is gonna miss, miss a bunch of time again because he's injured. <laughs> let it go. No, let no, I refuse go. to let it go. 
he's how long has it been? I don't know. It's been it hasn't been long enough, man. Like he's still he's he's injured again, so I don't know how much time he's gonna miss and all that stuff. But if he misses like a significant amount of time, I think that really puts a cap on their yeah. ceiling for sure. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that that team probably needs, like I was saying before, that team needs another creator so that Luca can be occasionally off ball and stuff like that, man. Like I, if KP misses like significant time, I don't see how they're more than like a sixth seed or something. And unless Luca is putting up like yeah. a triple double with like forty percent from three or something like that, I don't see him getting MVP on a sixth seed. Okay, okay. So who's your biggest threat in the West to the Lakers? Because they're looking like they're going to, to the repeat. Lakers. I think it's probably. Excuse me. Either the Nuggets or the Clippers. Uh, still, I think that those two teams are probably like number two and three in the West in some order. And you know, uh, like you were saying, if Wall makes a real big comeback, then Houston, I think, just because Harden is such a potent scorer, that they have like a real shot at it too. But, but yeah, I don't see that happening. So I think ultimately it's going to be Lakers and Clippers. What about you? Um, I I actually give it to Denver. I don't trust. It, it, Clippers made me look bad last year. You know what I'm saying? I'd like I said, blow them the fuck up, and they're kind of doing it. Like I said, I said, blow them up. I mean, they didn't do a lot of play, but they're doing. Uh, I forgot to mention, uh, Harrell or Harrell went to uh, the Lakers. Yeah, too. yeah, for sure. And and then didn't pick up a point guard that I really wanted them to pick up. The Clippers didn't. I wanted them to get Rondo, you know, a true point guard that could get the offense going. They didn't do that, and so it's kind of like I think Denver. I think Denver. Honestly, I like how you said. I think you made the big point that Nurchik or the no the Joker. Yeah, Jokic. I think the Joker. I think he's going to a uh, man. He looked at prime and ready, and he lost that weight. And man, oh man, the yeah, bubble. Yeah, for he sure. looked at like he was unstoppable. So I think this year he's going to put everybody on. Yeah, those. yeah, for sure. He's kind everybody. of my like dark horse uh, MVP pick. To be honest, I think that that team is going to be really good this year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it, Dex. Or do you have anything else? Nope, just you guys subscribe, subscribe. We'll be on. We're gonna try and uh, definitely be on top of these things. Um, I'm gonna try um better with my schedule, you guys. I know we've been kind of like I've been really. I took a break from social media, so I haven't really been posting or nothing like that, and we've been kind of slowing down. But I mean, it's getting. We're getting into the thick of things, you guys. It's almost uh playoff season for football. yeah. I mean, basketball's about to start in a couple of weeks. Now, like so. it's about to yeah, get crazy. Yeah. Preseason starting on Friday now, so things are going to get wild for sure. So, yeah, guys, if you have questions, uh, email us, steroidsaregoodpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, five stars on iTunes, subscribe, all that good stuff like Dex said. So uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. See ya.